Welcome to This New Pulse Life. I'm Jennifer Seelig. In today's edition, Caitlin Cordero sits down with her mother to discuss the hardships she experienced as a stay-at-home mom and the sacrifices she made for her children while handling a laundry list of health problems. Margie Cordero is a warm embrace after a long day at school. She's the smell of arroz con habichuelas, or rice and beans, swirling around the house at dinner time. She's the sound of the vacuum going back and forth on the family room area rug every morning. She's the feeling of comfort when it feels like your world is falling apart. She's an ear to talk to when you're fighting with your friends or you just need to figure things out. She's a fighter. A woman beat down by life over and over again but bouncing back each and every time. This incredible woman is my mom. My mother was an accountant for Penthouse before giving it all up to stay at home with my brother. I know her as the ruler of our house, but I struggle to picture her as the businesswoman she was. I lived in the Bronx. I would take the train, you know, rustle and bustle, because it's always crazy in the trains and in the city. And I would get there... I worked as um, doing accounts receivable for, for um, Penthouse Magazine, expenses for the, um, the travel agents that went from one place to another. We had to do all the expenses. I would do stuff with the bank because um, all the money that came in that day, we would take it to the bank and report to the senior vice president of the company and tell them all the expenses or all the money that came in for the day, and we, we would give them, like, a rundown of everything that was going on on that day. My mother traded in balancing books for cleaning diapers and taking care of her family, which is arguably two equally important jobs. First of all, we decided that once we were going to have children, we wanted them to be in a better uh, school system and a better environment. So uh, we decided that upstate New York was a... Uh, best place, best school system for the, for you guys, for the kids, and uh, so we started looking for a house up here, and um, we ended up getting a house up in, in Irma. We decided that she was going to stay home, but prior to buying the house, we had agreed that we would, we would going to, that she was going to stay home, and that everything we did, we did it at a scale that I can afford. That you could always work with my salary. It was a decision I made because I felt there's nothing like you raising your own children instead of having them with these babysitters. If you could do it, sometimes you sacrifice and you, you make sacrifices just so you could have your family could have a better life. My mother not only sacrificed her job for my brother and I, but she sacrificed her body for us too. Six months after giving birth to me, her second child, my mom had her aortic valve replaced. They used a saw to break her breastbone in half, leaving a scar from just below her collarbone to just above her belly button, a procedure that will leave her incapable of even holding me, her infant child, at six months. That was really hard, being that I just had a baby and I had a small child that was three years old going on four my son, Brian, 
<clears throat> that was the hardest thing is not knowing what was going to happen to me and who was going to take care of my children. That was the hardest thing for me. And after I had surgery, I knew I had to get better just to take care of them. Realistically, when the doctor says to me, you know, she she has really bad um, heart problems, a heart valve, and, uh, you know, there is a possibility. When he told me there was a possibility, she couldn't, uh, she might not make it out of it. That was a hard thing to think of. How would I ever manage with my kids, make a living and manage with the kids? That was the only time in my life that I felt I would have no control over my life, or my situation. For all these years, I took for granted the little things that she did, like the little post-it notes I would find in my bag with words of inspiration, or when I had a long day, I would come to the kitchen at night to find my favorite vanilla ice cream mixed with crushed Oreos sitting on the counter, and my mom polishing the counters, waiting for me to spill the details of my day. What I rarely noticed was the pain she would endure just to get a strong enough grip to scoop the ice cream that she laid out for me at night. After I had open heart surgery, they diagnosed me with a thyroid condition. And the centroid, which they were giving me, they were giving me the um, generic centroid. And what happened with that, it, it gave me side effects. And one of the side effects was arthritis. So it affected my hands and my legs. Um, I just struggle to to get out of bed. And when I would get out of bed, I would just go take Advil or some pain re reliever just to function throughout the day. And by the end of the night, it just got so bad that sometimes I couldn't even walk up the steps. And the kids wouldn't know because they would go up to bed because I'm always the last one to go to bed. I used to just sit on my butt and just scoot up you know, little by little and struggle and hold on to the railing, like dangling. And that's how I got upstairs. Everybody would go to bed and they didn't realize that I couldn't even walk. I used to like shuffle up, going up, you know, just shuffling, walking. But other than that, it was just a struggle. But, you know, little by little, they found out that it was the medication. They switched it. So things got a little better, and thank God, right now, it's been years since I haven't had that episode ever happen to me again. One day, she just saw me, and she saw that I was struggling, and she, you helped me get up those stairs, and I always appreciate that. I remember that night as if it were yesterday. It was Christmas time, and I woke up to the sound of her struggling to lower herself onto the stairs. I got out of bed and I saw her sitting at the foot of the stairs with this look of desperation in her eyes. I quickly ran down the stairs, but when I tried, I didn't have the strength to carry her up on my own. So I slid one arm into each of her armpits 
and slowly we moved up the stairs, together, one step at a time. Once we made it to the top of the stairs, she grabbed a hold of the railing, and she, with one arm around my shoulders, we made it to her bed, and then I laid her on her bed and slid her feet underneath the covers. This moment was kind of a turning point for me because my mom, she was my superhero. She was invincible in my eyes. There was no problem that she couldn't fix. But in this moment, I learned the hard lesson that no matter what and no matter how hard they try to hide it, every superhero has their kryptonite. And this was my mom's. Her kryptonite was arthritis, and it was winning. She was crippling, and there was nothing that anyone in our family could do to stop it. After they took my mom off the medicine that was making her sick, she finally started to get better. We could see the change in the way she moved, and it was like she had taken a gust of fresh air and was finally getting back to her old self. The thing I'm embarrassed to admit is how easily we forgot about the hard times she went through. We got our mom back and carried on without thinking twice about the tough times that she went through. At this point, I was edging into my terrible teens and fought tooth and nail with her for no reason. At the end of middle school, we realized we weren't in the clear just yet. My mom still had health problems and an aortic heart valve with an expiration date. I remember the moment we were finally allowed to see her. She was laying in her hospital bed with her hair matted to one side of her head, which upset me so much because I knew how much she cared about her appearance. She just looked so small and sad sitting there in the hospital bed, and I was desperate to cheer her up. After I made her laugh by saying some stupid joke, she started coughing in pain and grabbed this comfort bear that they gave her to put pressure on her chest, to kind of mute the pain out a little bit, I guess. But it didn't work, and she started to vomit into the tray on her side table, and I had to leave the room. I felt lost and helpless. The one way I was always able to help my mom in the past was causing her so much pain. I caused her pain. I wanted nothing more to do than just to take that away from her. Speaking with my mom, the hardest part about going back and revisiting these times was learning how unappreciated she felt by us and how at times she felt that we didn't care or appreciate anything that she did for us. It just made me feel terrible. What you guys don't understand, how much we've gotten, how much we sacrifice just to give you a good life. And so you could have a good career ahead of you, so you could do the best in your life. That's why we sacrifice what we do. I never realized until sitting down with my parents how much our family endured together. We've battled together for my mom and for each other. Even though at times we took my mom for granted and forgot how hard she struggled and sacrificed for us, as I have grown older, I realized that my father and my brother 
and my mom are the three people in my life who have never let me down. Our family is a unit, and my mother is the thread that keeps us together. We would truly be lost if it wasn't for her. My last question, what does mom mean to you? A meal ticket? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> she means the world to me. She's everything to me, really. We have, we bonded together a long time ago. We, she's my best friend, my wife, my best friend, my mother. She's everything to me. I pray to God I go first. Well, my family is everything to me. I will give my life for my family. That's how I feel. You know, they're the most important things in my life. Nobody else. Just my family, my son, my daughter, and my husband.